Gutekin sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40 and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. 47-35, get the Pistons over the Hornets right now. The Nuggets are playing a lot of guys. It's, look, that's still a six-point game, though. There you go. Reggie Jackson's got 11 points already. Nick's up seven on the Hawks in the first quarter. Heat up 24-13 on the Celtics. They'll Little uh, away. At some point, you know, you just you just feel Peyton like... Peyton Watson, eight points. I'm done. Who? Early NBA season. Peyton Watson, the guy that uh, Calvin Booth said was the replacement for Bruce Brown. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's faster. Too big. Too strong. Too fast. Too good. Too furious. Oh, I missed that. Derrick Rose. Oh. I, you know what I can't get enough of right now in social media? Those what? Vince McMahon uh, videos where it's like, Dad, tell me about Derrick Rose. And it's those videos and Vince McMahon starts breaking down crying. He's like, mm. he was special. <laughs> yeah, have you guys seen those? They're all over the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah that and then that the Kevin James. From? Like, I usually hate when everybody jumps on the same thing. Kevin James, I can't get enough of oh, that. Oh, the best. It, Wherever that, whoever started that, I don't know why it became a thing, but I, I'll take more of it still. And then whatever this Vince McMahon thing is. It's Tristan, they always have, like, WWE does these, like, behind-the-scenes type documentaries, and they had Vince on there, and he's, like, breaking down crying. He's talking about, like, Shawn Michaels or The Undertaker. He was special. <laughs> and everybody just keeps using it for, you know, like Derrick Rose and all this random stuff. I, I love the internet sometimes. One. Sometimes the internet's a good place. Sometimes it's not a good place. Right. When beat reporters can't get their stuff right. You know, like college football, the injury reports are insane, guys. Insane. You never, ever well, know. Well, you can't trust them. Like, you really can't, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could you could prepare for a game in the well, last minute. Brian Kelly. You can trust Brian Kelly because he's yeah. made it a point. Yeah. He's the one guy. He's the one guy in that sport that's it's, very trustable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, never done you know, anything wrong. At least you can yeah, you can trust that part about him. So there's okay. He's going to give you family. proper proper injury reports. Family. And that's it. Family. Man, Miami already up 26-13. You know what happens. You know what happens. Revenge game. It's a ball about I know really the Celtics should be thinking that. I think they I'm got, losing both bets. Sam Hauser rolling off screen. I don't like that attitude, Trista. I don't like it. Yeah. Take 20. that attitude and suppress it. Well, squish it down deep inside like a guy math, holding your we? feelings in. We sit there and we're like, okay, it's the second quarter. There's two minutes left. Where are my bets at? What's the likelihood that this thing can cash in yeah, the next half? Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, given the fact that Mark Williams has one rebound and I need him to have eight, doesn't seem like uh, that's a bet that's Well, hit. these are all games are all still in the first half. Tale of two halves, right? Tale of two halves. It all could change. I did play a very small hedge my ass parlay, which was Aaron Gordon, 10 points. KCP, 10 points. Michael Porter Jr., 8 rebounds. And Jokic, 12 rebounds for plus 550. For whatever reason, I don't know why they're not giving me better odds. It feels like it's the exact same parlay as the other one, but, you know, I digress. Hopefully that one comes home if the other ones don't. Sometimes what you do is you just don't look for, like, a quarter, and then you jump back in, and you're yeah. like, whoa. Do yeah, whoa. Don't, don't stare at the numbers the entire time. Of course, no, I see. That's the thing. I but, have to do that. But sometimes yeah. it doesn't work. Like, you go home, and you're like, hey, Nurk's got eight rebounds. Oh, yeah, should be good. Oh, wait, he finishes quarter. with nine. We call that the DeAndre Ayton special. Yeah, no. God, that goes was... to Phoenix and turns into DeAndre Ayton. I, I mean, could not believe it. I thought it, I like, I thought it was wrong, and then I was like, "Oh wait, but foul trouble." But he'd be out there in the fourth quarter, and then they put him out, and then they got him back in, and then yeah. they talk him, took him out again, and they put him back in, and then he just stood around and did nothing. I would rather him at least have fouled out. He did. He stood around and did absolutely nothing. He did nothing. He was, I mean, he was you know in fear of picking up another right. foul, but still, yeah. Uh, at that point, I was like, just just foul out. Just I put this out of your that. misery. I don't want to sit here and watch you just not even try to grab one rebound, yeah. one rebound. Yeah. You're thinking to yourself, well, are you even going to try? 
Because if you're fouling out, I, I don't even have to watch anymore. But if you haven't, then I do, and I know you're just going to let me down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I didn't have to sweat out Anthony Davis getting to 26 points... Uh, could you yeah. imagine? Could you imagine if athletes were betting on us in our normal lives, yeah, talking about this the Twitter. same way? Did somebody say that on Twitter? Yeah, they were like, "I wish they would." Uh, athletes would have to bet on us in our normal lives, and they're like, "Yeah, imagine them betting the under on my screen time." Really? Yeah. yeah. Or about Ryan, Ryan's arrival time here after uh, Ryan's tra- total traffic time over under an hour and a half. Yeah. Could do that. They saw me do six and a half hours of screen time when they had the under three and a half. <laughs> That's, that would be another good one. They could do, uh, for me this weekend, over uh, 13 and a half vitamins. Yeah. yeah. Take a lot of vitamins that's this weekly. That's definitely one right there. That's Over happening this 15 weekend, baby. And and half, uh, cold pills. Over 14 and a half hours on my couch watching college football tomorrow. Guys, the best news. <laughs> Amanda, my wife, I love her so much. I never get to see her. We don't get to spend time together so because. So is she even your wife? Who I knows? do. Yeah, who tree knows? Falls in the forest <laughs> but I got no some good news it. today. What's the news? You know, I love her. I never get to see her. I just want to spend some time. She has to work tomorrow. And it <laughs> is such a beautiful thing. <laughs> I could just sweat my bets in peace. Nate will be in his room every once in a while will come out and say daddy how are the bets looking and I'll be like not now son get back in no, your you room no you do not say get that. off your That's ass what I say Jordan to Emma Travis too. what would we have to get Odyssey to pay you oh, to just rebounds. set up a camera and watch you sweat for the entire day and like tell your son to go back to his room when UCLA is down five, and you like just pay my parking every month, and I'm in. That's it. Oh wow! Literally, okay. I that's it? yeah, that's the only thing that I hate paying. I'm fine paying anything else, but to for all the r- people out there that are watching. Oh my god! And you could tweet at the show at BetMGM at Ryan Horvath at Ryan Horvath. Yeah, give me a follow, like, subscribe, review the podcast. Damn it! But uh, which one? I we on I so pay many. to park. Like I come to work, and I love and my job. Don't get me park. wrong, but we to. pay to park. Well, I'm not parking on the street. Why not? I mean, it, what, what is going? Okay, what is going on tonight? Luke, it took me an hour and a half to get here because Luke, the police you, had the whole street shut. Yeah, Luke, there was a lot you, of police activity. You saw how my parking situation was. Did it seem stressful at all to you? Not stressful, but if I was to get towed there, I'd be pretty pissed. Yeah, off, I'm not so. risking getting towed. And but, when it snows, it rains. And I only have yeah. to be here usually once or twice. But a then, week, what did so I tell you? I said I bite the. It's the been two and a half hours of two and a half years, and I've been parking in that lot. Not one ticket. Two and a half years. That's impressive. By the way, the Celtics just cut the heat lead to three. Yeah. It's just like that. There you yeah. go. It's just like a Hauser that. three makes it a three point game. So there you go. No, I hate, but I I would do that. People could watch me as long as I just don't like watching games with anybody anymore. I used to think even like even my us? brother, my cousins. No, I mean I love you guys and I love my job mm-hmm. again. But I really like just being. You want to sit at home and watch the games you really care about. I'm kind of that way. Games I care about, I don't want to go out and watch. Yeah, I want to watch them at home too because there's an emotional investment there, a financial investment, whatever the case is. Yeah. Now if there's other big games that. All right, I got a little sprinkle on something, or I'm really just going to go out. We're going to go out to like a bar and watch. Like, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But yeah. it's like I, I. But even if I'm out there, I want to be in a place where other people care about games that are on. It's got to be like a sports bar. Yeah, it can't be like some restaurant where they've got a couple of TVs over the bar, or even a bar that just like doesn't have the sound on. And it, I want to go to at least a place if I'm out where the people care about sports being on. Right. Right. Exactly. Like tomorrow, for example, Purdue. Uh, two-and-a-half-point dogs against Nebraska. I don't want to talk to anybody for those four hours because that makes or breaks my weekend. So I just want to sit in peace, probably not a whole lot of peace. I'll be screaming at the TV. I'll be sweating. I'll be pacing around the living room, and I just want to be left alone. Same thing on Sunday when my Green Bay Packers beat up on those Minnesota Vikings. But, yeah, watching games by yourself, that's the way to do it, in my opinion. Yo, Spe- I- speaking of that, have you gotten the costume yet? It's- yeah, he got it. 
I've located the costume. I have not purchased it because I'm not going to have to. See, he's doing this thing. Because the Packers are going to beat the Vikings. We're going to win the game. I I found it. It's at Spirit. It's like uh, 17.2 miles away from where I live. And I'll be able to make the trip and then make it to MGM National Harbor with the full costume, the Viking costume. If they lose, and and if they lose and you don't show up, it was the Packers win. For people that don't know this, you said you guaranteed in blood the Packers would win and they'd beat the Vikings. Yep. You wear you'd wear a Viking costume to MGM National Harbor on Monday for the live broadcast we always do for Monday Night Football. If they lose, if the Packers lose and you don't show up in a Vikings uniform, we get to shave your head right there at National Harbor. That's fine. That's what you, you guys want to do. Do you have a haircutting machine? I got a whole beard clipping set. I got everything. I got everything we need. Trust me, we got this. I'm bringing that in. We are good. How do you think this stays trim, Trista? I can't. It don't, don't grow like no, this. I mean, I don't know. I I've got got to take it serious. I bet the Packers <laughs> a little bit bigger, actually. So it's still one and a half, one and a half point dogs at home at Lambeau Field. But good, good injury news. Aaron Jones, Matt Lafleur still being a Matt Lafleur, and he's like, well, you know, we're not going to run him into the ground. Blah blah blah. But he's got a full workload at practice and um, no restrictions. So Aaron Jones should be involved in the offense defensively. Jair Alexander dealing with a back injury. Back at practice, your best cover corner. And Devondre Campbell, back at practice. The man with the green dot. Packers win by at least six, but I'll just take the one and a half, and that is my favorite bet for Sunday. I will see you guys on Monday. That's your favorite Luke, bet. It's been real. It's your favorite it's been fun. bet. Yeah, that really? is. The Packers, huge. Huge on the Packers. Huge. Huge. Yeah. I feel like we got to do something better than shaving his head. He's already well, I mean, I'll be, bro- I mean, I'll be, I'll be broke. I'll, he has I, the Vikings helmet. He has that's only helmet. if he doesn't show up with it. Oh. I think he will. I think I think the punishment, like, enough is I'm going to have to eat, like, ramen noodles for a week and drink the crappy coffee, not my Starbucks. There you go. Do you feel like Starbucks cold brew is actually premium? I don't know. I mean, like, compared to anything else around my house, yeah. <laughs> it's like that or the other place. I like What's all coffee. the other place? Compass? No, I mean, I don't have a compass by my house anymore. What about, uh, what's it called? Near here. What's the other one? Of uh, Fifth Thirds or? Yeah, it's just like I got to walk down the street. And you, you, you get your walking okay. in anyway. That's good. Get your so, steps in. Ryan I have a life like hack walk. with the Starbucks. <laughs> my wife pays for the card, and then I have the card on my phone, so I never pay for my own Starbucks Well, anymore. there you go. You guys That's literally are married. All the money is together. No, we don't have, we have separate accounts. I've told you this. I, I will know, never share an account make, with anybody with that my phone. She does not need to see what I'm doing with UTEP on a Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> she she will, probably, you know, she knows probably best. How do you do? You guys have a separate joint account that you put some money in? No. What do you guys do? Do you separately? Pay we just for both rent? make money, and then like Nathan has his own little account too. So then, when you pay I, rent, I you pay, have to pay a portion pay, of well, your rent. No, no, I pay for everything except for what do I you make mean her. You pay for everything. Like I pay for everything, like rent. Everything. You pay all of her rent, all the car bills, all of the utilities. She pays the utilities, and I pay the rent and the car. And Oh, yeah, she takes care of the cell phone because she's the one that works at Apple and gets the Uh deal. Yeah, that's the way that you should do it out there, people. Keep your money to yourself. (laughs) Except for that if you guys got divorced, she would still get half of your account. We're not going to get divorced. But I'm just saying. If she sees how much you put on YouTube, you might. I don't know. No, no, no. She she loves the college football season when we win. Now, if she sees, like, June, what we have on the Celtics the last couple Mm -hmm. years, maybe Uh she will leave me. Because of you, Jason Tatum. Because of you, (laughs) Jalen Brown. Put your handles together. No, but the Packers are winning, guys. That that is the... 
That's the best bet. Well, there you go. That's our first game preview. That's oh, kind is, of that, easy is that the preview? No, I mean, that, that, I mean, we, we could do it. You know what? Fine. Let's just let's get right into every single one of these. We'll actually start with Rams Cowboys here. Rams are six and a half point dogs yeah. on the road. Totals forty five and a half. The total in this game is actually the second most bet under in all of the games so far. Forty five and a half at BetMGM. Yeah, that's a, that's wild to me. I I, I can't. I, mean, I don't I, understand that at all. I mean, maybe you're thinking because of the Cowboys' defense, defense. getting after Matt Stafford. I, I don't. I don't. I would not bet the under in that game. That's that's certainly the first thing I would say. You know, this is the Cowboys' only home game in a, game in a 41 day span coming up too now. That makes sense. Ten game winning streak at home. Rams two and one on the road though. Only loss was that three point loss to uh, to Cincinnati. It, yeah, I don't know why people are betting the under in this game. I would not. I would only take the over. That number feels like it could be easily blown past. Mm-hmm. The Rams, uh, like in terms of passing the ball, which the Cowboys are definitely gettable there. Their secondary needs work, needs help. They should probably make a move at the deadline, go after somebody uh, from probably Denver or something like that. But feels like Matthew Stafford's going to get the ball to Puka Nakua and mm-hmm. Cooper Cup quite a bit. Like. I- I, maybe they think that Dallas can stop Daryl Henderson, and because their run game is injured, I just don't see it. I, then it's not like the Rams defensively are the type of defense that they have been in past years, even with Aaron Donald. Yeah, this could be a this could be a twenty seven twenty four game very easily. I bet two things. I bet the Cowboys, and I like the Cowboys anything under a touchdown. I bet them at six and a half. I know that's yeah. a scary price, obviously, against the Rams. We got off to a nice little start, but Matthew Stafford does not like to be pressured. Yeah. Cowboys have one of the best pass rushes in the league, and they're probably going to be able to get natural pressure, meaning they'll be able to drop extra guys back in coverage against Puka 2-2. Mm-hmm. I do like Cooper Cup to bounce back. I'll go over on his receptions, um, and I'll go over on the receiving yards. But I just I don't think that the Rams' offensive line is going to be able to hold up against that pass rush. That's why I like Dallas. Their offensive but do you, line right but do you, now. Do you feel that way enough to take the under in this game? See, I don't no, think that, oh, I think no. that, yeah, I think no, that, I got, that number is uh, still too low to take an under. Yeah, I mean, the Rams' offensive line, 25th in the league. Mm-hmm. The left side is a mess. I actually like the over. I bet the over here. 45 yeah. and a half, minus 110. Rams' defense, they've given up 23 or more points in four of their last six games. I know the Cowboys still have to figure out what they're doing in the red zone. But I still expect them to get to at least 28 in this game against that Rams defense. In LA's offense, you know, above league average, they're averaging 22 points per game. I don't think the Cowboys completely shut them out. They'll get on the board. So over 45 and a half for me, and then Cowboys minus six and a half. I like uh, a lot. Yeah, I, I, I probably I haven't actually bet anything in this yet, but I think I might go back to the Puka Nakua or the Cooper Cup train again, just because that's that's going to be what they're going to have to go the entire way through. Uh, probably more Cooper Cup than anything else. Yeah, just to, just sort of a. You only had twenty. You had two catches for twenty nine yards. Trust me, I remember that because I took the over on that. Yeah. Uh, last week, Matt Stafford goes back to him and gets him involved again. Yeah, I like his. I like Cup a lot because Jordan Lewis is going to be you know probably on him covering him when he's in the slot. And if you go back to last year's game when they met, Cooper Cup had seven grabs, one hundred and twenty five yards, one touchdown. And that was with uh, Trayvon Diggs covering him for mm-hmm. most of the game. you know. So I expect him to go over the yards for sure with Jordan Lewis covering him the majority of the time, them working him out of the slot. I think I would go him over Puka or Tutu uh, Cup. I mean, not that that's a hot take. I think he has a bounce back. Yeah. Week, though. Both these teams really good coming off of a bye, too. The Cowboys are 7-3 and three coming off of a bye. I mean, that's over the last 10 years, so it's like not just under Mike McCarthy. But Rams also 6-0-1 against the spread past seven games following losses. So both are in kind of good spots here question is kind of, you know, what that shapes up to be. Bill Bender coming up and then back to more games. Bet MGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more Bet MGM tonight. Presented by Bet MGM. Live from BetQL. 
especially somebody who has a, a nickname that is associated with taking risks. <laughs> I think that was the, the craziest part is because you would expect this from maybe some other coaches. Mm-hmm. But do you think Ron Rivera has changed his coaching mentality at all from like his previous days? Because he's been coaching yes. for a long time and people are allowed to change their ways and their mentality. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. This looked like it was over from the start. Chiefs jump out to a 17-0 lead in the first quarter. Jets rally all the way back, tie the game at 20 in the fourth quarter, and then kind of a crazy sequence where Jets pushing for the lead, trying to drive down the field. Zach Wilson loses a snap, so Kansas City recovers, a great field position. Then Patrick Mahomes gives it back on the third and 20, throws an interception, at least that looked to be the case, but controversial call in this game, interference on Sauce Gardner. So Mahomes and the Chiefs keep the drive going. They get a chip shot from Harrison Butker to win it. And even after the game, Jets head coach Robert Sala was just livid about that one call. I always hate it. Either way, I hate when a crucial call like that comes at a, at a critical time during the game. So I don't know. Of course, Andy Reid said, no, it was definitely interference. Robert Sala was losing his mind. What did you think? Yeah, I think Robert Sala definitely had a reason to be mad because at best, mm-hmm. you know, I think if it's even questionable, obviously you are going to be mad because you want that call to go in your favor. Yeah. And you're right. You never want a game decided by a call like that, especially the type of comeback that the Jets had to wage in this one. And especially the game that we finally saw from Zach Wilson. I don't know what got into him in the second half, but the guy turned into, you know, Tom Brady's younger son in this game in the second half. So I think there are some little glimmers of hope for the Jets in this game. The fact that Zach Wilson actually looked like he could be a viable quarterback for the rest of the season, at least little glimpses of it. The defense still very solid. So I think this was a very deflating loss for a Jets team that it felt like this is a game that they should have won. Uh, maybe it's yeah. a matter of the pendulum swinging both ways. Because remember that epic comeback they had in the first week of the season when Aaron Rodgers went down? They stayed in that game. Yep. And even despite that huge gut punch, they stayed in the game and won it. It felt like another case of that last night. So you can't say that the Jets don't have any resiliency because it's not been the case. Yeah. They've been super tough to kind of put away in these situations. But, yes, this is a game that the Jets definitely felt like they could win, and it just slipped out of their fingers. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.
game there. Jordan Addison, four for 95. Two touchdowns in the first half. Let the conversation continue with Ryan, Trista, and Nick and BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. Well, as always, the NBA is a game of runs. It's tied at 33, Celtics Heat. Now it's 36-33 Miami. This is just the way it's going to go tonight. You never get. You don't want to get too too worked up. You're no, right. You're right when you say it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, it's a game of runs. Um, it's not just the NBA. I mean, we see it in college hoops. See it at the high school level. But, we uh, see it at the high school level. Oh yeah. That's what we're. Ta- that's what we're doing you, tonight. You know him in high school. He's always yeah. got to have some sort of high school sports. My squad's actually playing first round right now. Yeah, Juliet Catholic. Against LaSalle. I'm going to wait and watch it t- till tomorrow, though. I'm not going to watch it right now. That'd you be sure? unprofessional. You got to turn your notifications off. Actually, you know what? Let's just check the score real quickly. Nah. Did you go back and watch that game? Was it last Friday? No, I went to bed. Good. I, I, just, I was like, but the, here's the problem. Whether that was a joke or not, it was very believable that yeah, you would it do it. Oh, it wasn't a joke. I was going to do it. Then I got home and I was just wiped. You have a show the next morning. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it, I mean, 9 a.m., it, it, just been, it yeah. really sneaks up on you when you, when you get home at 1. Yes, yeah. it, it does. You get yeah. home at 1? Um, no, like, he doesn't. Like 12, 15 sometimes, if I stay and watch a game oh, like well, last yeah, night. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you and I have a, I mean, your drive's shorter than mine without traffic. That's why I decided to start bringing Emma to work so that I can just walk her as I'm walking to the car. Easiest way to do it. And then by the time I get home, we can just go to bed. Can you actually fall asleep right when you get home, though? No, of course yeah, not. Yeah, that doesn't. It, it isn't that easy. I watched no Loki way. last night. Oh, I got to catch up. There's too much stuff. The morning show is back. I got mm-hmm. a couple of those, but there's too many games. Makes it hard. All right, we'll bring on Bill Bender, our buddy. Sporting news. A lot of Pac-12 games. A lot, a lot of stuff to. Let's let's start with this Oregon Utah game here. Where, I mean, you know, we look at this and go, okay, we know what Oregon can do offensively. We know what they can do defensively. Where what's your feel kind of on this game right now in terms of I guess we just keep it simple. What's your feel on where this game's gonna go tomorrow? Well, I mean how do you uh beat Utah at home? You know, mm-hmm. that long winning streak at home. Twelve and seven against the spread in their last nineteen home games. They uh keep exceeding expectations every year under Kyle Whittingham. When Ur- Urban Meyer said this week that Kyle Whittingham was the best coach in the country, if you parse that out a little bit it's not like unnecessarily true in, in terms of what he gets uh out of his players it's incredible so for Oregon to be that favored by that many points is risky I still think Oregon's going to win the game I think their running game is a little bit better and Bo Nix as long as he doesn't turn the ball over they'll break that win streak but I mean you're playing with fire when you're betting against a team that's won that many home games in a row are you concerned at all, Bill, offensively for Utah, considering that they really haven't gone up against as balanced of a team in the Pac-12 yet as Oregon, and they still don't have Cam Rising there? Right, and they're not going to have Cam Rising, obviously. I, that piece of drama was eliminated, but I was impressed with Bryson Barnes against USC. Granted, it was USC but and that defense, but the way that he drove them down the field at the end, they're kind of using a patchwork group of running backs. Um, they're going to try to muddy the game up a little bit. I think they can have some success on the ground. I'm actually a little more concerned on the other side because as good as Utah is up front, and they're good, uh, Oregon, USC averaged 6.3 yards per carry on them last week. And Oregon's got a better rushing attack around Bucky. And, yeah, we do. Uh, they do. They're pretty good with the running the football. That's the key to that game. And if Oregon does that, they're going to win. 
Bill, uh, Michigan's, as far as the outright winner over at BetMGM right now, they're the overwhelming favorite, plus 225. I guess Georgia's there at plus 275, but then there's a big dip from Ohio State, 7-1, to and Florida State, plus 750. I think Michigan's the best team in the country, um, really good on the defensive side of the ball. Do you worry about these distractions, though, with everything that's going on with the Harbaugh situation? You know, you have authorities on campus right now interviewing assistant coaches. Do you worry about that maybe being a distraction for this team? It can wear on a team, no question. And it did, I mean, the initial shock value last week, it didn't because they were getting already probably ready for a rival in Michigan State. They yeah. went out and executed. I think the thing they have working in their favor is they have the Heisman front runner right now. And J.J. McCarthy continues to get better. Their defense is good. But I, I think the distraction is going to come down not so much to the players because they were asked about that in Indy in July when Harbaugh had a suspension. It's if it happens again, and then they have to wear answer another round of questions about suspended coaches and those kind of things. And we'll wait and see if the Big Ten decides to act. I think out of the Big Ten, the college football playoff, and the NCAA, I think the Big Ten would be the first to act. Do you think that it's not getting actually enough publicity because it feels like this might be one of the worst cheating violations that we've seen in a long, a long, long time, kind of up in the SMU range? Like, What do you think is a realistic outcome for, for Michigan consequence-wise outside of maybe Harbaugh being forced to leave? Well, I'd hesitate to put it on the SMU level right now. I mean, that was different time and, and different players. I think as far as an in-season scandal, it's kind of comparable to Auburn in 2010 when Cam Newton was you know, the, his father Cecil had, had did he or did he not take money from Mississippi State or solicit money from Mississippi State to to have him play there? Different world again, right? Yeah. Like if you mm-hmm. did that today, nobody would just be like, next. Uh, I do think it's going to result in some changes in the NCAA. It has to. I think you got to put something in, in the helmet so quarterbacks can communicate. You probably got to tweak some scouting rules. Um, and when high schools have better technology than colleges do, I think that's an indictment of the college game, quite honestly. Not saying what Michigan did. I mean, if they, if all of these allegations prove true, yes, they should be punished. But at the same time, I think that could open the door for some improvements to the game. You know, the whole situation with this just feels so stupid. It's like Harbaugh dealing with that, like buying the cheeseburger and now this. It's just, there are times where you think the NCAA is can't top its stupidity, and then you have situations like this where it just feels even dumber. And like, Why is it taken to this point we still don't even have the headsets in helmets? for? Like, Why is this even a thing right now still? Right. I, I agree. And, you know, obviously they're exploiting a rule that was made in 1994, and they're trying to find loopholes in it with the in-person scouting. And each day the details, I don't know, guys, they range... To me, they range somewhere in between like a Tom Clancy movie, which I've seen them all, yeah. and uh, and a bad 80s movie, and I've seen those all. So, uh, um, you know, which one is it going to be today? And, I mean, right down to the name, Connor Stallions, it's almost like that's made up. But uh, it, it's been quite very tabloid-like, and I think the biggest damage, honestly, is the stain of it, because I was telling somebody this week, the Patriots made six more Super Bowls after Spygate. And the Astros have made World Series since <laughs> their scandal. And but when you bring up those names, people go to right away with the Patriots, Spygate, the Flategate. And I mean, I don't think people in New England or Houston care, but it's just part of it. 
Bill, the one team that could prevent Michigan from having a perfect season is Ohio State. They're 14 and a half point road favorites over Wisconsin. And it's a primetime game. Camp Randall, 7.30 p.m. kickoff, 45 and a half is the total. I guess 6.30 p.m. kickoff because it's central time in Wisconsin. But any chance Wisconsin could at least keep this game close? Um, you know, under the lights, Camp Randall, I, 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 don't, I don't know that I can make the case for him. But do you think they could uh, keep it close or maybe even win outright against Ohio State? Uh, they're going to muddy it up, too. I mean, with Luke Fickle, his first game, obviously his ties to Ohio State back in July. I remember being in his huddle at the Big Ten Media Days, and he said he would not allow himself to think about this game. But it's been a long time since Ohio State's been to Madison at night. And I was at the game last year where Ohio State beat them very quickly, very yeah. soundly, um, but that was at Ohio State. So we'll see. I mean, this is a different Ohio State offense. I was there last week against Penn State. Their defense is national championship caliber. There's no question about that. And you're asking uh, Locke a lot in his second start, I believe, to go against that pass rush that had six sacks and made Drew Allard look very uncomfortable. But there's always a formula. That's why these Big Ten night games can be interesting. I kind of want to take the points and take the Badgers to cover that, and and I think they can. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they could cover. Wow. What do you think about this Stanford-Washington game? Last time we were thinking about Stanford, they ruined Dion's day, double overtime, 27.5-point underdogs uh, against the Huskies. Is that a realistic spread for them to cover? Uh, it's You know, Washington looked really bad last week. There's no way to get around that. And, and it was because the pressure got to Michael Penix a little bit. Arizona State played inspired. Uh, they they forced him. I mean, when you when Michael Penix is under pressure, his completion percentage drops below 50. So I would anticipate that Stanford tries to do the same thing and tries to slow them down. But we're in that part of the season where Michigan excluded, because that's a different set of circumstances, you see teams get tight. You saw it with Washington last week. You saw it with Oklahoma. Needed a two-point conversion to beat UCF. So I'm wondering – we haven't I, – I don't know if you guys feel this way – we haven't had, like, a season-altering upset yet. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest upset of the season was either Clemson, Duke, North Carolina, Virginia. But those are you – know, that happens in the ACC all the time. I doubt we'll probably have a Cal upset over USC, but then again, I mean, who knows with that USC defense. Hey, we're starting to get those whispers, Bill, of like – well, you know, Caleb Williams should sit out the rest of the year because they're not going to get into the college football play. I'm okay with guys sitting out bowl games at the end that are meaningless bowl games when they get ready for the NFL, but I think that narrative alone is utterly ridiculous. But if we look at USC from what we've seen now, I think we knew that defense was going to be an issue, but we watched Caleb Williams have a three-interception game recently, and he's plummeted in the Heisman uh, Heisman odds, and they're 10.5-point favorites at Cal. Cal's 3-4. and four. Like, Does this feel like just kind of one of those go out there and – we're angry and USC just lays it on Cal and makes it just look awful? Or could USC be in a position where maybe, not even just this week, but maybe multiple weeks, we're starting to look at a team that looks just a little uneven and a little bit like, I don't want to say shell-shocked, but just kind of maybe disappointed in where the season's ended up at this point? Well, they're still in the Pac-12 championship hunt. Right, they're right. They're going to be in the playoff hunt. And I think that's the either-or there for me is, you're on to something. I think it's either going to go one way or the other. Mm -hmm. There's no in-between. And I I like USC to get right tomorrow. I I do. And I think for Caleb Williams, it's a little bit of a character test in some ways because are you going to be that guy that that bails and goes to the NFL or goes and preps for the NFL? Are you going to stick it out through tough times and lead this team to potentially a Pac-12 championship appearance? I still think that's 
on the table for them. I don't know if they'll get there because of that defense, but I, I like USC. I thought it would be last week. I think it will be this week where they bounce back and, you know, maybe win by double digits. What do you think about Tennessee as a three-and-a-half-point road favorite over Kentucky? Because Kentucky's a weird team where they ran all over Florida a couple weeks ago, and then Tennessee, you think Josh Heupel, high-powered offense, but really it's because of their offensive line and they're running for over 250 yards. That's how they're surviving this season. What do you like here? Uh, Tennessee, but I hate – I don't like it. I would say I hated looking at this game all week yeah. because kind of just stared and we have to make a pick at Sporting News. And, uh, yeah, there's a total plausible case for Kentucky to win this football game. At home, running the football, Tennessee coming off an emotional loss to Kentucky – or uh, Alabama last week. And – but that wasn't on Joe Milton. I think he's fine. If he goes in there and doesn't turn the ball over, I trust him a little more than Devin Leary in that game. And I still trust Tennessee's running game. I think there's a chance for them to get right and uh, you know, build toward they got one last shot to make a statement against Georgia here in a few weeks. By the way, Georgia, their kind of grinder starts now. They haven't played anybody. They've played four two-win teams. Starts tomorrow with them playing Florida, and they've got a little tough tough little stretch here in the SEC. Yeah, I was just about to ask you about that Georgia-Florida game. Florida at the house, which is one of the toughest places to play in the country, four and, 14 and a half point underdogs. You think Florida could keep it close uh maybe you know they've turned the corner a little bit and Dennis Dodd had a really good feature about Graham Mertz today I read that and how he's kind of improved with Billy Napier as the season has progressed but one thing to watch I keep getting asked well how is Georgia gonna react to not having Brock Bowers I think they're gonna react by running the football a little more and in those Florida losses to Utah and Kentucky. They allowed over 200 yards rushing. I think Georgia's going to look to establish that. Number looks high. I mean, early in the week, I thought, hey, Georgia's going to cruise. And then the more I kind of looked at that line, I think Florida's good for a cover. But you have to understand, too, Georgia's won the last two games by an average of 25 points. So, I mean, it's kind of on the Gators to go out there and make a game of this for once. Bill Bender, Sporting News. Great talking to you again, man. Hey, no problem. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much. We got a 2 nothing lead for the Rangers already over Arizona here in Game 1 of the World Series. These are just not good quality games tonight. I'm pretty frustrated. I'm not going yeah. I've been trying. Like, this is the hard part, right? We've got so many of these games going on. I'm trying to sit, like... I'm fine to lose bets. Like, I really am. Yeah. But when, when we've got Desmond Bain... Going 0 for 7 from 3. He's 1 of 11 from the field. That was a horrible play on my part. No, it wasn't a bad play. He had 31 5 and 5 game 1. It's actually a good play. He's just playing like absolute stink ass. Just literal, like, just literal, (laughs) like, (laughs) gassy. I haven't heard that in a while. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. You know? Jokic Jokic only has 12. Jamal Murray's got, oh, Jamal Murray's (laughs) 1 3 away, by the way. He's three I mean, of seven, one great. more. And like it doesn't matter because it's a stupid parlay, Call and this is why I hate parlays. I think well, and parlays are fine. I mean you just No, they're frustrating, Trista. Stop it. They're but, frustrating. Oh, K- I mean, KCP <laughs> is one for seven. I think he was eight for ten the other night. Yeah. I mean, this is just very low quality basketball, is what we're seeing. Is that's just what we're seeing in the Charlotte game. That's just what we're seeing in the Denver game. Denver is playing with their food. You know There's what to do. No, just, no. Get, just get your money back. Run down the street. Kings yeah. plus one and a half. No. Minus one and a half. First half. We ride against the Warriors. I'm getting my money back on this little baby. We're going to light the beam, baby. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't put Bane in that parlay. He might not score a bucket.
I did take the over on Wemby uh, turnovers. Hopefully he won't let me down there. He doesn't have any yet. Damn it. All right, back to week eight of the NFL next. Bet MGM tonight. The winning trifecta is Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu. All three will be right back on Bet MGM tonight. Presented by Bet MGM. Live from BetQL.
betting thought was, Ken, and we can have like an actual like on-court discussion also. That's the really fun part about this. Uh, Milwaukee is the favorite to win the championship, almost like Milwaukee should be a bigger favorite. And I get that holidays... Sorry, one of them came at the end of that game there. Jordan Addison, four for 95, two touchdowns in the first half. Ryan, Trista, and Nick are back on BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. 2-0 lead for the Rangers in the bottom of the second. You can, uh, if you think the Diamondbacks mount a little mount a little comeback here, plus 360 on the money line. But if anybody wants to dabble, total still sitting at 8.5. The overs, though, even money. I think the half. move, if you like Arizona, just wait for them to go down 2-0 in the series and go back home, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get a good price on them. They don't die. They just seem to stay alive and find a way. So they do. That's if there's like. ever a chance, yeah, buy, it's a buy low situation. Should have had a buy low situation with the Celtics earlier, where they were down big to the Heat because now they're up six. Fifty nine. Oh, now it's fifty nine fifty five. Yeah, still, they went on a sixteen four run. I mean, yeah, this is <laughs> if the Celtics. We're saying this during the break, and then Trista had to ruin it with logic, and I was like, "Damn it! I want to. I just. I really want these teams to stay healthy so the Celtics and Bucks can play in the conference finals." And then you said. Yeah, except for Miami, I'll probably beat one of them and in the first round as an eight seed. And it's so, and it's like there's a chance that that happens and ruins the fun. I've had enough of the Heat. Me too. I, I Me respect too. the organization. Spolstra is an amazing coach. Love Jimmy Butler. I hope the bit continues with some other weird picture every single year before the season. But I want to see the Bucks and and Celtics in the conference it's like, finals. Just go away, dude. Nobody wants to see you. I don't. I don't think they make a run this year. Well, but you never not. know. We didn't. We said that last year. People They're not been, fun. People been writing them off last for years. And then all of a sudden, they just got hot. I mean, the Bulls had a three point lead with a minute to go in the play in game against them. It's just <laughs> heat. You know. They did. And it's like Spolster would get upset when people would talk about heat culture. You're like, dude, this is a compliment. Like this is a. It's a, it's a good, good thing, thing that yeah. you've built. Oh. It is what it is. Uh, what do you think about Packers culture right now? I know oh, you're God. all in. Packers, I'm all in. Packers one and a half point dogs at home totals forty two in that one. Vikings Packers. I. So what I ended up doing in this, I actually just bet the Vikings minus one and a half in the first half because the Packers have been outscored sixty three to six in the first half of their past four games. Oh yeah, it's been so terrible. In, instead of even the whole game. Because the Vikings' defense is still relatively terrible, and there's a chance that the Packers mount one of these comebacks that we've seen before, despite the fact that they haven't looked good the last couple of games. Figure I'd take the first half in that. So Vikings minus one and a half in the first half there. I like the Vikings in this spot. I really do. I kind of like the over 42. The Vikings defensively. Nice shot, KCP. Thank freaking there God. There we go. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I... I know that Ryan is so excited and so enthusiastic and so confident about his Packers because this is a spot where they never lose against the Vikings. But truthfully, where I'm at on this is that he's never seen uh, the Packers play against the Vikings without Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. Not to my knowledge, at least. Oh, I have. Who is it? Brett Hundley. Oh, yes, I remember. Yep. We don't count. Scott Tolzien. Scott Tolzien. You know what I'm saying. Starting quarterback now, Jordan Love caliber. I don't know necessarily if... Here's another one. Here's another one. That's my man, KCP. (laughs) Just getting hotter than hot. Desmond Bain, though. He needs to learn from him. Desmond Bain looks like he forgot how to play basketball right now. Oh, my God. I'm going to finally hit this. This is brutal. There you go. Hedge your ass. Anyway. Start hitting shots. There. All right, Desmond Bain, get hot. Get hot. This fourth quarter is going to be a sweat for yeah, this parlay. I like the over. 42 yeah. feels too low. It really does. And I know yeah. that the Vikings defensively have been a lot better. Yeah. But I And I know that it's a divisional matchup, but 42 is really low. I No, I mean, I agree. I wouldn't play the under here. No. Um But I just like Green Bay. I, I find it hard to like Green Bay right now, though, with... Well, one, the Vikings blitzing 56% of the time. 
and just disrupting somebody like Jordan Love. You know out what's there. weird about Jordan Love though, really quick, is that under pressure, I his numbers are better than when he throws from a clean pocket. That's a big issue. And I've been bitching about it, so I went back and looked, and he was nine for nine. Nine for nine while well, using play action last week. So I think you get more of that. Yes, that they definitely of, need to do. You get more of Aaron Jones. I mean, I don't think the Packers are a good football team. I just think this is the perfect buy low spot for him, and it's the perfect time to fade Minnesota because the last time we saw him in primetime, they beat the 49ers, but they beat up a you know, they beat a beat up 49ers team. So I just think this is, you know, like for me, uh, something that I look for, and one and a half I think <laughs> is very telling, and I think Green Bay wins it's this game. But I, I could definitely be wrong, though. It's a numbers play. I could definitely be wrong. If Jair Alexander plays, I feel really good about this bet. That, I mean, he's starting to doubt it. He's starting to doubt his pick. Like no, that, I'm just dying. I, I, I have like some allergies or something going on, or I just can't get myself right. No, I feel really good about the Packers and the matchup actually as well. Like we saw it last year where where Jair was healthy. They played more man defense, and they gave him some safety help up top. He, he I mean, we talked about this the other night. He took away Justin Jefferson. Now there is no Justin Jefferson. That's the best player for the Vikings. He's not going to be available in this game. So. So it's going to be Jordan Addison. It's going to be KJ so, Osborne. And TJ Hawkinson's dealing with an injury. He hasn't been a full participant. And that guy Powell, too. That guy Powell, beast. Yeah. Green Bay wins. Purple Powell. Green Bay wins. The chemistry, though, now with Jordan Addison and Kirk Cousins is getting better. Oh, yeah. Six touchdowns now on the season for Addison. I think you go back on the Jordan Addison trade in this game, too, especially if Jair Alexander's out. I like him a lot. Big. That It's a big opportunity there. Big opportunity. So, all right, uh, we'll we'll see. Do you have pigtails for this uh, outfit too? It can't just be a Viking. It's a Viking? Viking with pigtails. Uh, we discussed no, this. We need that. We did discuss it. Did we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you. Yes, see we did. You know that. He just. Be I don't remember the pigtails. See, this is what I'm worried about, Tristan. They're gonna lose, and he's gonna show up and be like, "Guys, so uh, my allergies are killing me, and I really forgot, I forgot uh, the, to buy the costume. I was just so distraught after yeah. the Vikings won. I guarantee the Packers win. That's what it's gonna be. Two K says the Packers win. If you guys want to get involved okay. and, and you want to th- throw to my Venmo, we'll, we'll, we'll do that game, thing, too. Full of excuses. Lose, I'll go $500 straight up right now, Packers win. <laughs> I kind of want throw. people to tweet at our Twitter page to come up with some more ideas that we could possibly money. do for a costume. Or money, yeah. Or money, yeah. They, so could, just, they could come to Horvat U <laughs> bank account, uh, Venmo, Ryan underscore 24. And we could do it like that. Packers win. All right, uh, Falcons are at the Titans. The Titans may be in sell mode after after this week anyway. Uh, you're not going to have Ryan Tannehill. He's officially out, so it's uh, it's a couple of young quarterbacks out there, and I I have no idea what that Titans offense is going to look like with Ryan Tannehill not even out there. The fal- thing, too, the Falcons' defense has allowed one rushing touchdown this year. They've only given up 95 yards per game on the ground. What do the Titans have to probably do in this game? Run the football. That that's going to be the real thing right there. It's like what that Falcons run defense does against the Titans run game, knowing that you're going to just probably have to hand the ball off as much as you possibly can in this. Yeah, I mean, I don't trust, and I know that this is probably a great spot for the Titans because you go back to the crib and you know that Desmond Ritter's not good away from home. And But ultimately, I don't really trust either one of these quarterbacks, whether that's Will Levis, whether that's... Malik Willis. I think I trust Desmond Ritter over those two a million times over a million. What's going to happen with Derrick Henry? Uh, are they going to be using TJ Spears more? I think I, ha- I would have to go Falcons 
or nothing, but I really don't want to bet anything in this game at all. Yeah, I'm staying away from this one as well. Because, like, history tells me you just take the points with Mike Vrabel, mm-hmm. but we're not getting a full three. There's a two and a half. And which, you're not getting a full three with two random quarterbacks. Yeah, and I don't want to lay minus 115 to back Atlanta under the field goal, but I think they would be my play in this spot. I just don't know what to expect from Malik or Will Levis or both or whoever we see. Like you said, no Ryan Tannehill. Derrick Henry most likely going to get moved, it looks like. Yeah. I hope that happens. I would love to see him in Baltimore. Spears has actually outsnapped him in half of the or games Dallas. this year. Yeah, or Dallas. I mean, yeah. both are great yeah. fits. Yeah. And, you know, uh, for the futures market, I would like it for either team. Yeah, but I mean, like, the Titans' pass defense, not very good. Is Desmond Ritter going to be able to take advantage on the road? Probably not. Is Bijan going to get more than one touch in this game, or is he going to be sick again? There's just, like, so many unknowns with these two teams. I'm just kind of cheering for Atlanta every single week because I want them to go over 8.5 and and make the playoffs (laughs) plus 200. But... Yeah, this is a stay away because I've seen Mike Vrabel win these kind of games. But I just like I don't he can like win big too. I didn't like Malik coming out of college, and no. I definitely don't like Will Levis. Um, I, I think I like Malik a little bit better right now. But yeah, nothing here for me in this one. The only thing that I would say, if you really wanted something in this game, would maybe be Drake London receptions or receiving yards. Tennessee's defense giving up the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. I don't hate that at all. I wouldn't. I, I like I, that. I'm not super strong on it just because, again, you look at, I mean, Desmond Ritter alone, you're also counting on Desmond Ritter to get Drake London the football consistently, which we know can be True. hit or miss week by week. That concerns me. But if you are looking for something in this, I think that would be like the one direction I would go is that, just because the Titans have not been good against wide receivers this year. So Titans also 5-0 and against the spread after a bye with Mike Vrabel's their head coach if you just want to you know, throw a little trend out yeah, there. That's what that's I'm the, saying. That's the Mike Vrabel effect, right? That and that two and a half sitting they're like, why hasn't that moved to three? I know Ryan Tannehill's not exactly Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, but he's definitely an upgrade over Malik. And yes. like, I hate when we do this thing in the NFL where we're going to see both quarterbacks. And do you even? And that's the other thing. Like, do you buy that? Do you believe that? Are no. we actually really going to see Levis and Malik? In I this feel game? like it's going to be situational, right? Well, the one thing is both these offenses are really, or both these defenses are really good in the red zone. Like, is so Levis like, going to be, like, the Wildcat guy, or is Malik going so that's to be, like, thing. the like Wildcat guy? In short guy. yardage play, are you going to have like, maybe Malik Willis out there, goal line situations in the red zone to, like, to just try and throw some sort of wrench? At, like, is it gadget plays? I don't... I, you, if you're going to do this, you've got to get creative. It can't just be two quarterbacks going out there and throwing the football. You you've got to do more oh, than that. I bet the under in this game. I'm losing yeah. my mind. I bet yes. the under. Even yeah. at 35 and a half, oh, I like yeah. the under. Yeah. Yeah. Atlanta's been an under team. They're not pushing the ball down the field. They're going to run, whether it's Algier, whether it's Patterson again, or whether I, I think Bijan gets the touches. That's I also don't think like an anytime touchdown is a bad look for Bijan. That's what I was going to ask you guys, though, about DeAndre Hopkins. A uh, 45.5 is his uh, receiving part, pr- prop. I would probably lean the under. How are they getting him the ball? I, I have yeah. no idea. What are his receptions? His reception number... Sitting there at not not available. Yeah, not up yet. Uh, Bijan's three and a half. I don't know what to do with it. Derrick Henry one and a half. Like, yeah, Kyle Pitts three and a half plus money. I mean, DeAndre. I like, Derek, I like Derrick Henry receptions because you feel like at least they're going to try to dump off the ball yeah. once a half. Yeah, they're going to have to. I have mean, to. Young quarterbacks out there, and and that's maybe how Tennessee wins this game or at least keeps it close. Um, is there's nothing on film, really, of this offense without Ryan Tannehill yeah. the last couple of years. You know what I'm saying? You like, do, a little bit do, of Malik. You but. do feel like Derrick Henry's getting phased out of that offense a little bit, though, if you look. I mean, it's not just the fact, like I mentioned, with how Spears has outsnapped Henry in half of the games this year. Well, and the other you're thing is they're going to move him. Right. 
That's what I mean. You don't want to like, get him hurt in this game. Right, yeah. right. So that's why that's another thing where maybe yeah. now Spears' rushing yards went up to, from 26 and a half to 30 and a half, and it may even be higher at this point. It was 30 and a half before the show. That may be an avenue if you do want to go down that route where you think Derrick Henry doesn't play a lot and they know they need to run the football, but you know, you're just not getting you're not getting the same burst from Henry. He's got eight rushes of ten or more yards through six games this year. That's his fewest since 2018. Wow. So you're not getting the burst. You're not getting as many carries from him. It's just, and we kind of knew this, right? Like, they were trying to trade him in the offseason, but you know, sometimes it's teams are willing to make moves when deadlines approach, right? Action happens when deadlines yeah. approach. We've got a deadline coming up, and there are going to be teams that say, all right, Derrick Henry's not Derrick Henry in his prime. I, I, I hope that doesn't happen. I really hope it doesn't happen. Because even even Derrick Henry at what what will we say this is like eighty percent of Derrick Henry yeah and he's still fine like pretty damn good in yeah. Dallas yeah Mikey Mac you say you want to run the ball so go get him oh I that'd mean, be a perfect fit him and Power together yeah but I'll tell you what it'd be really funny if Dallas does nothing running back wise after all that to. talk I know like, how can you sit here and strut and puff out your chest and we'll go to world of football more and then not do run it the Jerry you gotta get your the Super Bowl God. I'll have you know we're probably never going to get there. Do it, Jerry. I want Sean Payton. It's Pet MGM tonight.